MSW Media. News was wearing daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, November 15th, 2019. Today, the McCabe deadline, Roger Stone, an update on Trump's tax cases, a second aide heard the Sundland call, Pelosi holds a press conference, Bevan concedes in Kentucky, the Department of Defense will not investigate Ukraine aid, and more from Rudy Giuliani. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. Thank you for giving me the day off yesterday. Yes, totally. I finally heard everything is, uh, I mean, everything's okay. He's going to be fine, my hubs. He's going to be fine. He's just in a lot of pain and had some major, major, major surgery. So, and it was like emergency surgery. So he's, he's not happy, but and he'll be in the hospital for like another week. So I just want to thank everybody who's like reached out and helped me, you know, do things around here and, and uh, been there and been supportive. And uh, thank you guys for taken over yesterday yeah we got a lot of good feedback so everyone glad you took some time you were awesome very glad yeah i love it when people uh like cheerlead me to take time off that's my new favorite thing that never happens at jobs yeah well (laughs) you haven't really taken any time off since the podcast started no like at all nope yeah that's correct so that's intense that's two years now Yeah. yeah uh but uh yeah yeah we are we are over the two year mark now mm-hmm. oh, we didn't have a two year anniversary show Aww. Oh. um that's okay guess we'll have to wait another year all right and um I think I'm at, you know we're definitely taking time off at the end of the year yes uh, but we will be putting out episodes um they'll be awesome there'll mm-hmm. be some never heard, uh, heard before stuff for the public maybe some B roll maybe some best of maybe some bloopers um uh, maybe a, a book series we'll, we'll figure it out but mm-hmm. y- you'll get something every day while we're gone absolutely to tide you over into the new year yes. into 2020 which is gearing up to be the coolest fucking year ever hell yeah uh i mean yes relatively speaking compared to the last couple of years <laughs> i mean really the coolest fucking year ever was like probably 2015 but it's the first year since 2016 that we could really do something to make him not be president anymore i know it's as exciting. people as people yeah Meaning vote. Yes. <laughs> Please do that. And definitely uh, we'll learn today because voting, especially for the Senate, is going to be key because Menashe was confirmed. That fuckface was mm-hmm. confirmed to the Second Circuit oh, in the Senate. By <laughs> all Republicans voted for him. Makes sense. Yep. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit uh, in, in a minute here. But uh, how, are, how are you guys doing? Good. More well rested than yesterday. Yeah. Not too bad. I got some feedback people insisting that they thought I was high on marijuana last night when we were recording, but the irony is that I was not. I was was sober sober as fuck. I had some cotton mouth, but that was mostly being tired, I think. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Tired cotton mouth. Um, And also, that's just how my brain works. When someone said that you, AG, are the Adderall to me and Amanda's ADHD. Oh, my goodness. Someone (laughs) tweeted us that. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. I mean, with, yeah, I can see that in moments. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Good old Adderall AG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I'm good. I'm feeling, uh, you know, when you're coming out of a depressive episode and you can see the light and you can see your energy coming back and the fog starts to lift. Yes. That feeling. Yay. That's good. That's I can a good see feeling. It. It's a very good feeling. I'm like, ah, oh, my brain is coming back to me now. I'm glad my Adderall could help. <laughs> <laughs> the Adderall that is me. I don't, know how to, I don't know how to feel about that. I mean, it's definitely more a knock on us. <laughs> I think <laughs> she, you rein us in when we get too excited. Yeah, no, but she's nice. She seems like she wrote it in an endearing way. Yeah, no offense I, to anyone. I don't feel uh, insulted. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, we do have a lot of news to get to. It's a big, big news day, and it's still breaking. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right, an impeachment update. Nancy Pelosi stepped up to the podium today and said Congress can impeach Trump for bribery. Uh, I've been asking for Dems to use this word because it's right there in the Constitution attached to impeachment, saying Congress shall impeach for bribery, high crimes, and misdemeanors. Bribery uh, would be based on the accusation that Trump demanded Ukraine investigate the Bidens in exchange for money. Uh, This is the first time Pelosi has made a bribery case against the president. Uh, I think it's what they'll lead with. Uh, They're talking about making it an article of impeachment. And I love Pelosi's troll, where she took a break to explain to Trump what exculpatory means. (laughs) She's like, Trump, if any of your witnesses have any exculpatory information on, you know, and and by the way, uh, Mr. President, exculpatory means things that prove your innocence, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know. Send them our way, you know, stop blocking them if they have something good to say about you. Mm-hmm. So she totally trolled him on that. And I, I loved that moment um, <laughs> where she was like, oh, that's a big word. Yeah. I better explain what that means. Was she wearing the orange balls necklace when she did it? No, I wish she was. <laughs> oh, um, because uh, Jackie Spire was on, on the news tonight. She was wearing a big orange balls necklace. Love the orange ball necklaces. And I can't, <laughs> I can't believe that's on accident. Yeah. Um, who wears giant orange balls necklaces? I really don't know. And they must be a gift. Unless, I mean, you know, not to orange ball necklace shame anyone True. who wants to wear orange ball necklaces, but it just seems a little pointed. Yes, <laughs> but in the round sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pointy in the non-pointy sense. Uh, yeah, they do look cool. They, I like them. Yeah. Uh, orange is one of my favorite colors. Yeah. Uh, and orange Trump has ruined black. it for, for me. Uh <laughs> And and Trump has painted himself in a corner now with his defense because he's been saying he did nothing wrong and that he did not withhold aid in exchange for investigations into the Bidens and the oranges of the 2016 election. However, because of Bill Taylor's testimony that one of his aides overheard a call between Trump and Sondland where they could hear Trump ask uh, about the status of the investigations from a restaurant in Kiev. Um, and now there's a second aide who has said they also overheard the call. Trump can no longer say he was not involved or that he was not looking for investigations into the Bidens. Mm-hmm. Jordan, what do you have for us on that second aide? This is new news that came out today. Yeah. So AP had some great reporting that came out today that shows that there was that second embassy staffer who's based in Kiev who overheard the phone call between Sondland and Trump that Taylor revealed in his testimony yesterday. Um, the staffer's name is Surya Jayanti. Jayanti was scheduled for a deposition apparently with Congress last month, actually. But the deposition was postponed for the late Elijah Cummings funeral. Um, So I think we can expect probably a quick rescheduling of that testimony now that this bombshell news has come out about this second phone call. Uh, Trump has, of course, since said that he does not recall the call whatsoever. Of course. Because I do not recall was his Mueller uh, phrase. Mm Mm-hmm. And a former ambassador to Russia and actually a former guest on our other podcast, Mueller, she wrote, said, uh, that's Michael McFall, 
should have added his name in there, <laughs> said uh, said this about the very scrutinized call. He said, obviously, making a call from Kiev to the president of the United States means that not just the Russian intelligence services will be on the call, but a whole lot of other people, too. If it was that important, he, meaning Sondland, could have easily gotten up from the restaurant, gone to the embassy, and made a secure call through the White House Operations Center, end quote. So this is a criticism of Sondland for basically not knowing how foreign intelligence works, just more examples of how he is not prepared to be in the position that he's in, as are a lot of Trump's appointees. But in that region, it's so hostile intelligence-wise that unless you're making a super, super, super secure phone call, like on a system that's very secure, you should not be talking about anything that is related to any sort of foreign affairs or policy or, or anything that's information that could be damaging if it gets out Um, yeah it makes me wonder what other countries might have a recording of that call right however in order to get that it would probably have to go through the department of justice Mm -hmm. so you know you know everyone's like oh i bet you know maybe uk or the dutch or somebody's got a recording of that call um one of the five eyes would have it because certainly russia has it Mm -hmm. Um, someone has it Mm-hmm. And but to, but in order to do that, you have to have a, a an agreement to investigate. I don't know that Congress can do it under its article right. uh, of impeachment powers itself. Yeah. Well, and it's also just an example of how Trump and the people that he hires keep putting themselves in a position where other countries can gain compromise on them. Yeah. So I, I was wondering uh, yesterday if if you know if Erdogan and Putin had the recording of that Sundland call and used it. Uh, maybe in the withdrawal from Syria, pressure to withdraw from Syria or some other sort of uh, compromising, you know, um, drug deal. Right. And then, yes, to quote Bolton. Because <laughs> Erdogan was at the White House recently. Yes, yes he was. Yesterday, right? Great yes, timing. he was. Which we did not mention on the podcast yesterday. No, but, but that yeah, totally, he was. Yeah, he was. And um, thankfully, that didn't get as much media coverage. I thought that... I was really hoping they weren't going to interrupt any of the impeachment coverage to cover any of that and because Trump would win, and they did not do that at all. Apparently, Erdogan pulled an iPad out in the Oval Office. Hmm. That's way against security hmm. protocol. Wow. To show some sort of a propaganda video about how the Kurds are terrorists. Oh, great. Oh, nice. <clears throat> awesome. God damn it. Uh, anyhow. Yeah. Um, I don't think we'll get a recording of that call, but if we have witnesses who heard it. Yes. Do yeah. we know any more about what was discussed in the White House meeting between Erdogan and Trump? Um, it was just your basic bullshit. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Trump saying, I love him very much. He's a great man. I admire mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I saw some. I forget what exact quote it was. but Generalized yes. BS. He was yeah. asked a lot of impeachment questions uh, by the press and he, well, while Erdogan was standing right there. And he, was, he seemed very low energy. Hmm. Wonder why. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's probably sad. That's yeah. fine with me. Um, and, and so, you know, Trump has this defense. So I didn't do it. Um, it never happened. I don't recall. Um, it, had he simply just said, yeah, I did it, but I didn't know it was wrong. Had he coordinated that defense with maybe some smart people, mm-hmm. he, he might have a case, but not with the House Dems, of course, but with the Senate Republicans. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to hear how the Senate Republicans will defend this additional testimony from the staffers that overheard the call mm-hmm. in the Senate trial, because that ties... Trump directly to 
the thing, though his transcript of the July 25th call also does. Yes, it does. Yeah. The really scary thing is, you know, logically you would think the more people that can corroborate that second phone call, the more Republicans would be willing to say, okay, well, you you couldn't possibly have this many people saying that they heard the same thing and have that not be true. But I can just see it right now, Jim Jordan just crafting a scenario in which people get together and decide that they're all going to go in on co- go in cahoots with one another and come yeah. out and, and spread lies. It's a deep quote, state. Unquote. Yeah. Coup. So unfortunately, it's like what audience, I mean, I hope this is this is information for the audience of the sort of people who are on the fence about whether it's worth pursuing impeachment. Well, I mean, to that point. I did hear on the way over. I always listen to NPR on my way over over to the studio. And uh, people were calling in with their opinions. And I did hear someone who was like, I'm an independent. Like, you know, I wasn't paying a lot of attention to all of this until kind of right now. Because much like like we've been saying, there are people who are like, the the Trump news is too much for me. They're not obsessed. They had to check out at some point and and they tune in when they feel like something is actually happening yeah because it's overwhelming but one guy was like i'm an independent and watching the officials bill taylor and um and kent Kent. Kent, Mm -hmm. correct um my new boyfriend yeah oh my god that bow tie (laughs) that bow tie it's delightful bow tie it's just delightful yeah i just want to pinch his cheeks how does he maintain such like I don't know whimsicalness in such a dreary <laughs> department. <laughs> well, the suit was gray. It was. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. That's but true. It's very metaphorical. One does want yeah. color. <laughs> well, it's important. It makes a statement. It really does. Um, yeah, he was basically just saying like I I trust these guys. Like I can tell that what they were saying was honest, and like that's exactly what we hoped would be happening. Mm-hmm. Is that people who weren't tuning in, people who were you know, not as invested in this and we are are watching this and going, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of shitty. Well, the numbers were out. The first testimony got over 13 million Americans viewing it. Damn. Damn. That's, Wait, that sounds like a lot. It's a lot. It's a, it's a really lot. Mm-hmm. So, Hell yeah. That's really good news. Uh, and Sunland will testify in an open hearing next Wednesday. He's got a lot to answer for. Um, he will now have to amend his testimony twice, uh, perhaps three times. And by the way, omission is perjury. So, you know, saying that's all you've got and not mentioning this call you had with the president, uh, by the way, I do not recall having that call, isn't going to fly. A phone call with the president, you're going to remember it. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you guys talk yesterday about the reporting out from Jonathan Allen and Reuters that the hearings didn't have enough zazz or whatever? No. Yeah, because no. that's been going around Twitter, and it's 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 pissing me off. They're like, well, you know, these were dull, uh, important. I saw the NBC report that you commented on Twitter. Important, like, seriously? but dull. Yeah, like what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, what is this? Is okay. This honestly, the attention span of humans nowadays is just egregiously awful. Um, and I think that if anyone is to blame, it is just how humanity and civilization has sort of trended towards being unable to actually sit down and listen to facts for more than 30 minutes this there was a conversation on cnn about this actually because people were talking about it was after uh it was like their first recess that i think was only five minutes or so and someone brought up the point that maybe this is too long-winded and one of the cnn contributors was like this is only um or no it was at the end of it he was like this was only a two and a half hour long yeah thing that's not even that long mm-hmm. for what is such an incredibly historic event there is no way that you could put the blame on congress right now unless it's the republicans for I mean, <laughs> yeah i mean before i mean granted 
I, this was not you and I didn't experience a whole lot of life before um, 24 hour news cycles and the internet. But like, I assume that you had to go away and consider new information and form thoughts about it and take your time. But now it's like it, you generally can find anything to confirm your bias immediately well, all yeah, the time. Yeah. And it's also like you don't have to consider new information because you can just constantly find new information that confirms how you already feel. But then also everything, everybody wants everything in a bumper sticker or a tweet or right. something it's not really, easily digestible. really easily digestible. Right. Yeah. But what are they looking for? Like a Broadway performance? Like yeah. Cats in the White House or something? <laughs> like what? what have, you, have you seen the trailer Somebody, for the new Cats? Yes. Oh. It is. Have you? Uh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. It's frightening. It's More creepy. importantly, I've seen videos of cats watching the trailer for yeah. Cats. That's, that's always fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody uh, photoshopped Beyonce into the congressional hearing room. They're like, here, is this better? Oh, God. <laughs> like, Seriously, though. I mean, what? Like, if your point is that C-SPAN is boring, yeah, you're right. But aside from that, it's like, sorry, people are just using their voices and, and reading things. If you want to watch a golf tournament, don't expect hockey. That's, yeah. that's all I'm saying. Yep. Sports ball. Yeah, unless... Uh, Global warming is a thing, in which case it's all hockey. <laughs> uh, we will be hearing from Masha Yovanovitch tomorrow or today, if you're listening today, in public hearings, which I believe begin at five in the morning Pacific time. So uh, I'll be getting up early for that. And late breaking God, news. So it is. It is. It. Late breaking news from the Washington Post. Mark Sandy, a longtime career employee at the Office of Management and Budget, is expected to break ranks with Trump and testify behind closed doors this Saturday. Interesting. Working on the weekends. Yeah. He would be the first Office of Management and Budget employee to testify in the inquiry. He is the Deputy Associate Director for National Security Programs. He is not an appointee. He's not a political appointee. He's a career official. His role gave him the responsibility for signing the documents required to withhold the Ukrainian aid. Wow. And and he's among the staffers who raised questions about the holdup. His signature appears on at least one of those apport, uh, apportionment letters in July that stopped the money from going to Ukraine. Mm. After that, the responsibility of approving or denying funds was taken over, usurped by a political appointee named Mike Duffy, who defied a subpoena and failed to appear huh. for his deposition. So this guy did <clears throat> sign the thing that withheld the aid first. Yep. But... Presumably at the direction of Mulvaney or just Trump. I or, assume he's going to testify that it was at the direction or that Mulvaney told him to do it at the direction of President Trump. Right. Now, he might also say, I was just told to sign the thing and withhold the aid. I asked questions. Nobody would tell me why. Huh. So that could be a, another thing, too. But there are more yeah. uh, officials who know uh, and could testify to this. But I don't know that they... Well, they're going to depose him this weekend. They're going to depose him on Saturday. That's behind closed doors. We aren't going to get to see that. But he will publicly testify later. And we'll find out, you know, what what he has to say. I'm assuming probably Sunday night the New York Times will drop something. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> they always do. Seriously. Um, and this just in, Bill Barr is still an asshole. <laughs> in a pair of Washington Post stories today, we learned two things. First, the Maine Justice Inspector General will not allow witnesses to, um, to review the report on the origins of the FBI investigation into Trump. Um, they, they, won't, they won't be allowed to submit written feedback. And that's just one of a series of restrictions that make me worry the final document will be full of crap. Huh. In most Inspector General cases, witnesses are usually allowed to review the report and offer corrections. But in this case, they're being told they cannot offer written corrections. They can only comment verbally. They've been told 
Um, they can only review the, appoint, uh, the report in a skiff after signing a non-disclosure agreement, and they can't remove any notes they make about what they read. Witnesses are concerned that this will allow the inspector general to control the characterization of any comments they might make, and it prevents them from creating a paper trail that would show that their words were captured inaccurately. And the inspector general says it's aiming to release their report now on November 21st. It was wow. September, then it's October, now it's November 21st. And I, I think someone actually came out a little bit later and said it might actually be after the holiday. Okay. Thanksgiving. Well, that's total bullshit, obviously. Um, but I guess, like, worst case scenario, if they are mischaracterized, they could come together and release some sort of public statement on their own. And not if they sign a non-disclosure agreement. Oh, fuck. Mm. You're right. I know. God damn it. Well, lawyer up, buddies. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would blow the whistle, personally. Yeah, totally. Uh, there's no, blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Is that a song? It's a song that doesn't have those words. Oh, okay. I was like, you just like if I do this song enough, I'll remember. You're in like a bobblehead. It might be blow the whistle. Fuck. It's like a total eighth grade dance song. Anyway, if if it is those words, that's going to be the official song of impeachment. Blow the whistle on them. Blow the whistle on them. Uh oh. You guys are musical geniuses. Okay. Honored to be in your presence because I took something with the same amount of syllables and superimposed it. I I musically photoshopped it over Beyonce. Uh, the second shitty thing from Barr um, is that the Inspector General of the Department of Justice says it will not investigate the withholding of aid to Ukraine, citing they do not want to duplicate or interfere with the impeachment inquiry. The Inspector General has said that it could change its mind as the inquiry moves forward, and after the inquiry concludes, they would again consider investigating matters not addressed in the impeachment. So as we know, some of the you know congressional uh, Dems had asked uh, the Inspector General to look into the withholding of Ukraine aid. And they said, no, we're not going to do it. Y'all, y'all are doing it now. And so we don't want to double up on our work. <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> That's a... <laughs> mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Well, they're very busy with their, you know, investigating the investigations. Right. I believe that that's true. Yeah. I believe that they are busy committing obstruction um, yeah. Are are there still I remember a few years ago um when Trump first got elected there was all these like alt gov Twitter accounts and whatnot and then I kind of lost track of them because it would be wild to be inside some of these agencies right now. I mean the entire 3 years but particularly right now. Yeah, are, are they still active? There oh yeah, there's okay, um okay. alt government employees, there's alt NASA, there's the angry White House staffer. I mean imagine there's... being forced to investigate the investigation. Yeah. And, and I mean, well, like with the census, the 2020 census mm-hmm. thing with the citizenship question, the Department of Justice lawyers were called out of their beds because Trump tweeted, <laughs> I changed my mind. And they have to go back into court and say, I, we're sorry, we honestly thought we lost the case and we were ending it. Uh, but uh, we're here. And the judge is like, why are you here? And like, I'm so sorry. I don't even know. <laughs> oh, God. And then we had some of the um, frontline prosecutors from, I think, uh, ooh, it's the Department of Justice, maybe the Southern District of New York. Mm. Uh, wherever Jesse Liu is, who left uh, because of the McCabe case. Mm-hmm. And we'll have an update on McCabe pretty soon. But first of all, there's... there's oh, go ahead. What yeah, are you going to say? I was going to say, I was gonna say the collateral damage of just people who are who didn't choose to be part of Trump land, who were already in government, just being strung, like, strung along, thrown around for this ride. I mean, it's nuts. Worst I just sometimes freaking big picture ride. think about that. Hello. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> man. I just, yeah, sometimes big picture think about that. And I'm like, oh, but there's so many good people who just try to do a good job. Yeah. I think about the folks that we met. I totally, um, I don't want to reveal their names, but they, they're listeners. And, and one of them works in, um, just works with like asylum seekers, basically. Mm-hmm. And I remember her just talking to us about, remember in LA, yeah. talking to her just about how 
how awful it is and how big of an impact his decisions are having on how they're able to function and how how much how little I should say people trust them now. Yep. And she's just like, I've been here since before Trump just doing my job and doing my job well and it's like so sad to watch that sort of trust corrode. Yeah. That they've worked really hard to build up with that community. The reservoir. The reservoir of twist. Of twist. Yeah. <laughs> well anyway, yeah, slight tangent, but just it, it's a zoo. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of zoos, Giuliani's out. <laughs> yeah, bat zoo. Giuliani um, escaped the bat zoo. <laughs> yeah, the, he's Madagascar fruit tree bat. Uh, yeah. So live the truth. Giuliani said some crazy shit today. Uh, he did he really crazy did. shit? He almost outdid himself. He really today is particularly insane. He said that although he believes that Trump will remain loyal to him through his own dark times of accountability. Right, because um, he has to do a long history of doing that. Yeah. Uh, Giuliani jokes that he has, quote, very, very good insurance, end quote, in the event that Trump decides to, uh, quote, throw him under a bus, end quote. Uh, that's insane. Like Allstate? What's his insurance? Right, exactly. I mean... Compromise, uh, flee to Ukraine or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, Giuliani also said in the same interview, Ooh, maybe he's got dirt on Trump. That's well, what. Well, I mean, obviously, right? <laughs> that's like his whole freaking job is to just make sure that dirt doesn't get out. To me. he's a dirt manager, dude. That's <laughs> that's all he is. Fixer. Yeah, manager of dirt. He uh, when 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 Trump's first dirt manager went to prison, Giuliani took up the dirt manager Monica. Uh-huh. He did a new one. Yep. Giuliani. Mother of dragons, manager of dirt. <laughs> Wait, what of dragons? Mother of dragons. Mother of dragons. <laughs> yes. Reptile bats are dragons. Um, <laughs> Gi- dragons are very large bats. Lizard bats. <laughs> very large bats. Um, another thing that Giuliani said in this interview that's pretty crazy, he said, I acted properly as his lawyer. I did what a good lawyer is supposed to do. I dug up evidence that helped to show the case against him was false, that there was a great deal of collusion going on someplace else other than Russia, and then I stepped on the number one minefield, which is Joe Biden, who is heavily protected by the Washington press corps. End quote. Um, so it seems like his defense against <sighs> Trump, if Trump tries to blame Giuliani for all of this, will just be he made me do it. That's that's kind of what I can only imagine is what he ha- his insurance on him, you know? Because because yeah. people, I think the question that Republicans have now and Trump as well is like, how much do we try to distance Giuliani from Trump, and how much do we try to sort of keep them together? What's going to be most advantageous to to servicing the end goal, which is for some reason maintaining Trump's leadership? I know. Yeah, I don't get that at all. Yeah, um, this is the best part. He said that if Trump throws him under a bus, all of his hospital bills will be paid. Metaphorically, of course. But why is he so obsessed with dying? All of his metaphors are yeah. about dying and injury. Bus deaths. Bus deaths. What was the last thing he said? He was Over my dead body, go- yes. which could happen. Yes, over my dead body. And then he laughs like a freaking <laughs> undead Batman. <laughs> He's so fucking weird. Fucking undead Batman. He is so weird. Ugh. Uh, Two words, Batman. Not, yeah. Not, not the Batman. <laughs> yes. I'm Batman. <laughs> Uh, wow, we have a lot more to get to, uh, including a Roger Stone update and some news on McCabe. We'll be right back. 
Hey everybody, AG here. It's so important to get a good night's sleep. If you don't, you could find yourself becoming unhinged from reality, up all night sending terrible misspelled tweets that make you look like an insane baby person in the morning. That's why I use Calming Comfort Weighted Blankets by Sharper Image. Calming Comfort's super soft, high-density weighted blanket is designed to promote a sense of calmness and relaxation for a more restful sleep. Its evenly distributed microbeads apply a balanced amount of pressure over your body to help the production of serotonin and melatonin. In other words, the gentle weight of the blanket feels like a comforting hug, and that helps you reduce your stress and anxiety and wake up feeling refreshed. The swaddling effect works on adults, babies, and even adult babies. Personally, uh, I can't believe the difference myself. I fall asleep so much faster. I stay asleep longer uh, every time I use my Calming Comfort comforter. They come in a variety of different measurements and weights, fitting anyone's on your holiday gift-giving list, so anyone can benefit from a better night's sleep. The Calming Comfort Weighted Blanket comes with a 90-day anxiety-free, stress-free, best night's sleep of your life guarantee from Sharper Image. And right now, just for our listeners, you can go to calmingcomfortblanket.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS at checkout to receive 15% off the displayed price. Again, that's calmingcomfortblanket.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS. And because you can't put a price on a great night's sleep, go online now at calmingcomfortblanket.com and use your promo code DAILYBEANS for your special discount today. Hey, welcome back. Uh, there are two subpoenas, right? Well, there's many, but uh, these, there's two subpoenas for Trump's taxes and financial records that will likely hit SCOTUS in the next 36 hours. First is Trump v. Vance, which is the Manhattan DA case where Vance, Cy Vance, subpoenaed Mazars. Uh, eight years of tax returns. Both the district court and the appeals court refused to issue an injunction blocking Mazars from handing over the documents, but Vance has agreed he would not enforce the subpoena until SCOTUS ruled as long as Trump filed his appeal within 10 days of the appellate court ruling. And that deadline is today. And that was a very smart move by Vance, uh, considering that, you know, the district court and the appellate court didn't look like they were going to grant the stay. Basically, Vance said, tell you what, if you file within 10 days, then I won't, you know, enforce the subpoena. You don't have to get an emergency stay. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Trump did that today. He filed with SCOTUS in that case. And that's it's, it's good that he gave him a 10-day window because he could have put it off for 90 days. Um, so he filed that case today. Uh, Vance now has 30 days to respond, though I'm sure he will do it sooner than that because time is of the interest or, of you know, time is of the... Essence. essence, yes. Interest. Also interest. In the interest of, of the time. Interest. Mm -hmm. Essence is the water of interest. Timey, wimey, Zoolander quote. Wetness. <laughs> timey, timey, wimey stuff. <laughs> and uh, after that 30-day window, Vance has to respond. I think he'll do it uh, tomorrow or next week. Then Trump has 14 days to reply. So December 13th is the next SCOTUS conference. where That's when they decide things like this. Mm. So as long as Vance files before November 30th, the cert could be considered by the Supreme Court in December. If not, the next conference is January 10th. Mm. If they take it up, oral arguments would probably be in April with a decision by June 29th. Mm. That's the time frame you're looking at. Now they all after impeachment stuff, probably. Yeah. Now, there's the D.C. case where the oversight Dems subpoenaed Mazars as well. And as we know, yesterday, the appellate court refused to rehear the case en banc. In this case, that's in full of, for like the full panel instead of a three panel, three judge panel. Mm -hmm. In this case, unlike Vance's, the House oversight Dems have not agreed to hold off enforcing the subpoena. So I expect Trump to file with SCOTUS for an injunction to block Mazars. Uh, according to Steve Vladek on Twitter, and uh, he says the decision... We um, 
we all read by Judge Howell, uh, a stay is usually not granted, except in the Trump cases. He has received a lot of stays granted. I think that the court is probably very conservative mm-hmm. with things having to do with the president. He says we could know uh, by Thanksgiving if the Supreme Court will grant a stay in this case, because applications for stays tend to be resolved much faster than certs. So mm-hmm. while the, you know, the January and then the you know, June decision time frame, April oral arguments time frame in the Vance case, uh, that takes a long time. This is just for a stay. And so that, that, that could probably be done maybe by Thanksgiving. We might know. Is it like fair to assume that a stay would be a win for Trump? Because, I mean, aside from it being a delay tactic, would it be like a indefinite stay? Uh, it would be until they decided whether or not to hear the case. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's a win only in that it's a delay right. for Trump because it, it granting a stay doesn't in have any doesn't shouldn't indicate at all whether or not they think there's any merit to the yeah. case. Can you give me a little more context legally as to what granting a stay means? It means um, just the, delaying essentially the court saying. Mazars, you 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 can't hand over the stuff yet until we figure this out. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's just an injunction to stop the you know subpoena from being taking effect, going yeah, yeah, from everything moving forward and yeah, stuff from happening. Yeah, it it seems like um kind of in in committee though you can like table something and you effectively could table it indefinitely. And I and it seems like sometimes when things are stayed, they're like stayed indefinitely. Right. Well, there's uh, limits. They have to file their responses in a certain amount of time. Mm. It would definitely push it back. Yeah. Um, but um, but there's no way this is the end of it. No. That if like a stay is granted, that it's not going to be ultimately decided upon at a later date. It it it, it will be decided upon right. if a stay is granted. Because if they grant, like here we go. If, if SCOTUS grants the stay, that likely means uh, they will take one or both of the cases up on the merits and decide them this term. Mm. So by June, we'll know on one or both of the cases. If they deny the stay, that would be a huge loss for Trump. And Mazars will likely hand over the stuff. Yes. Because it, this isn't because everyone was like, oh, constitutional crisis. What if Trump ignores the court, the order of the court? If, mm-hmm. if SCOTUS says um, we're not hearing this, no stay, end of story. It kicks it back down. It makes the, the sec. I think it's the Second Circuit, could be the D.C. Circuit. It makes their ruling stand, which means... They have to hand over the stuff yeah, to the Mazars oversight committee. And this is Mazars. This isn't Trump. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Mazars isn't going to not hand over the stuff. They're the no. ones who asked for the friendly subpoena in the first place. Right. Totally. Yeah. This is this is Trump suing. Wait, Trump suing Congress or Trump suing Mazars? He's suing Congress. Okay. Well, yeah. also, I mean, if it goes to SCOTUS and then they are like, yeah, we're not having this. Mazars will then be legally protected when they do hand over the stuff to Congress. Trump won't be able to, I mean, to some, right? Yeah, well, they, they were like legally the protected. Subpoena. They were legally protected when the subpoena was well, issued, yeah, of course. frankly. But like, but this is extra more ironclad. From, yeah, yeah, yeah ironclad legal protection. Yeah, you can't get uh, more ironclad than, than the Supreme Court saying totally. you have to do something. Yeah, well, since Congress and Mazars are essentially working together, I guess suing one of them is kind of like suing both of them. <laughs> But kind of, yeah. can he can he separately sue Mazars? Mm, not really. Not in this particular case. Mm. I mean, he could, but it, it, it wouldn't what, stop. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't stop this. Yeah, hand, this hand be released of, of materials. Yeah. Uh, and and honestly, in the in the Mazars case, where the stuff's getting handed over to Congress, there is more of a chance of irreparable harm. Um, so there's more of a chance that a stay could be granted because 
this isn't grand jury stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in the Vance case, it is the fed, it is the New York State grand jury that's I think considering this case. Mm-hmm. So that's more protected. So that's why Judge Braille Howell denied the stay, the appellate court. But Vance said, I'm not going to act on it until y'all sort it out. But right. but you have Trump, you have to file in 10 days, not 90. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I got shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and here's the story. Menashe was confirmed today. He's, he's never tried a case. Uh, he condemned women's rights and diversity. He's refused to answer questions during his confirmation hearing. Every Democrat voted against him, but it wasn't enough. So he will now sit for a lifetime appointment on the Second Circuit uh, Court of Appeals. Mm. God damn it. Yep. And we have a Roger Stone update. Mm. Uh, the jury is out, literally. Uh, they are deliberate, deliberating, and they've asked for a few notes. According to Glenn Kirshner... Uh, there is a deficiency on the third count of lying to Congress because the indictment says uh, when you know, prosecutors put together an indictment, they said Stone falsely testified that his go-between was Credico, but Stone actually did not specifically name Credico in his testimony. His lawyer sent a letter later to the House after his testimony saying the go-between was Credico. Hmm. That's called a technical deficiency in the evidence. Uh, Kirshner believes we should have the verdict made probably tomorrow. Um, They might clear him on count three because of this technicality, but he will probably be found guilty on the other six counts. Dude faces up to 45 years, so that means he'll get like two years. Right. I can't imagine him spending even... Yeah. I mean, we should guess. We did this with Manafort. Uh, Yeah, I think he'll probably get... It's it's Judge Jackson if you're nasty. Yeah. Our girl. And she's, she's red. She's pretty pissed off. She's yeah, red. She's very the, pissed uh, off and overstone. What's out for blood <laughs> under the redacted stuff? The yeah. longer he's in jail, the less or the longer she goes without seeing his face again. She gagged him like three times. Yeah, unless she just goes to say hello behind bars. Toodaloo, Pebbleize. I think maybe. <laughs> I think maybe he'll get seven to nine years. That's Damn. my guess. That's so. a long ass time. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see. That? It's probably going to be more like three or four years. Yeah, even <laughs> even that, because, I mean, I think what Manafort's done is much worse than what Stone has done, and Manafort got, like, a sentence around that time. But at that time, he was cooperating, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. Manafort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Stone has not even tried no, to fucking cooperate not. with any shit at all. Yeah, no, that's no, true. And, no, he's, and he's violated his gag orders repeatedly. Yeah, but it would be against justice ethics to take that into consideration in the sentencing well i mean if you just were to take in the, f- the fact that he's not cooperating at all yeah mm-hmm. he's done nothing to help yeah. the justice system whatsoever yeah she could throw the book at him but again the book isn't going to be i mean there's there's guide there's sentencing guidelines mm-hmm. and so I, i'm thinking somewhere around seven yeah that'd be dope i'm gonna be pessimistic and say yeah, two years. Two? I think when you said that. Two I'm years like, with like yeah. six months served. That's, oh, no, God. you can't do that in the federal government. <laughs> oh. Nice. Federal prison. All right. I think you get like, for every year you, you serve, you can maybe get two months off. Okay. But um, it, there's no uh, parole in federal nice. prison. Well, there's lots of rocks in the yard for you, Stone, to sell. <laughs> <laughs> out there signing rocks. Yeah, have, Roger's I'm gonna lemonade stand is just rocks. I'm going to make a kill when I get out of this place. Yeah. I still Did haven't... Sorry, go ahead, Jordan. No, no, that's fine. Uh, I still haven't seen that 
uh, documentary that came out about him a few years ago on mm. Netflix. Get, Get me Rogers. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I've been, it's really I've good. Been, been sitting on that one, so I might like hate watch it this weekend. Oh yeah, I mean, crack it's... open a beer and hate watch this documentary. Yes, <laughs> that's healthy, right? It's, it's a like great doc. It is a great documentary just to see where his mind is at, mm-hmm. which is the mind of a man that lives under a bridge. It yeah. is insane. He is such a troll. Yep. It's like his sole purpose is to be at the center of drama and to help criminals get away with crimes and to gaslight everyone around them in the most hilarious way to him possible. He's like what what Jacob Wool wishes he could be. Yes, he is. Like, Mm. Jacob Wool aspires to be Stone. Mm -hmm. It's crazy the pleasure he takes in being at the center of all this stuff. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the house just made a weird Yeah, yeah it was very weird. <laughs> Roof just in here, you guys. <laughs> it, yeah, I, sw- I had flashbacks to when I used to live in the snow. Because, you you know, if oh, it okay. snows a lot, you get oh, four yeah, foot yeah, of snow yeah. on the roof. And it, cr- like, you get these house settling sounds. Because there's so, the snow's heavy, dude. Oh, totally. It makes all those weird noises. But then I'm like, we're not, there's no snow. It's just a ghost. Hmm. I, yeah. Or squirrels. Somewhat related. Uh, the apartment I live in, a woman died in that apartment. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, Wait, yeah. recently? Um, before we moved into it. Oh, jeez. Yeah. yeah the, I knew her. Yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, I used her. to live in that apartment complex. Oh, yeah. weird. So AJ knew her. And um, sometimes like weird shit happens in our apartment. And rather than be freaked out about it, we've just like made friends with this woman. Yeah. We're, we're like, hey, dude, how's it going? Like Ooh. sometimes like the light will be on or the fan will be going. And like, I don't know. I'm not going to get into whether or not I believe in ghosts or the paranormal <laughs> on this podcast. But like rather than be afraid, I've just been like, hey. How's it going? Yeah. Hope you're doing well, Lydia. Lydia. I think her name was Lydia. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's nice. Nice lady. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And so hey, you deep. know what? Believing in ghosts or not, it's always nice to just be like, not nah, a dick. Right. I mean, to be I like have... not afraid of the fact that potentially there's some sort of weird, unexplainable thing in my house. Yeah. This is my wager. If I have the option of believing in ghosts for, for benefits versus believing in heaven for benefits, I'm going with ghosts because ghosts are the ones that will fuck me up right now. Ghosts with benefits? <laughs> <laughs> have you yeah. seen? Also, one of my favorite types of trash reality TV show, because we all have our own unique genres that we enjoy. Mine is like horrible paranormal shows. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love that shit. Yeah. The, the ghost hunters. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know about these the shows. The ghost bros. My <laughs> wife turned me on to all these like... Come on, bro. Come at me, ghost. All these like, yeah, like cheesy paranormal shows. Kind of like a sideways oh. hat all cocked all weird like, hey. There's one too. I can't remember what it's called right now, but it has this woman who is like from LA and she's like kind of like, oh, let me connect with the spirits. And she's sort of more like SoCal weird spiritual lady. And then there's this like northeast guy who used to be like a cop or something yeah, yeah. they like work together on That's all these the ghost cases bro. yeah 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 and they like work together on all these cases and he goes on like l- investigations with the local law enforcement to dig up like stories and then he then sort of corroborates her like spiritual journeys that she has in these house and the things that she sees and interesting oh man it's like it's total bullshit but it's yeah so good. i love that shit <laughs> very interesting <laughs> don't judge me always good to err on the side of kindness yeah, yeah. to ghosts yeah that's what i think all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tweet at us what your favorite really horrible, cheesy yeah. reality TV shows are, because I'm curious. Because mine is Forensic Files. Yeah, Forensic Files. Mm-hmm. There's this really good podcast named Spooked. Oh, I like it already. Yeah, it's pretty spooky. There are very, very scary stories on there. I like the lore. The host is really also. good. Mm. I never heard lore of that. lore was fun. It's like all the creepy urban legends explained. Oh, <laughs> nice. And speaking of creepy urban legends... <laughs> Andy the McCabe. <laughs> uh, it's not. There's not a segue. Uh, McCabe, <laughs> McCabe, 
McCabe, uh, his case deadline is tomorrow. Uh, though today, Judge Reggie Walton has required government lawyers to explain to him privately why they abruptly shifted their legal stance, citing concern that he, the judge, was manipulated by the Department of Defense or Department of Justice. Mm -hmm. Uh, We'll keep you posted as to what happens in this case. Yesterday, as you know, the Department of Justice stopped blocking the FOIA release of the McCabe documents about his removal, and they had said they were blocking those because they were investigating him. So they were like, we can't release these documents because there's an ongoing investigation into, a criminal investigation into um, Andy McCabe. But then they said, we're no longer blocking the FOIA case. And a lot of people took that to mean, including me, that they weren't going to indict him because you don't yeah. want to release these documents unless there's, if you know, if there's an open and ongoing investigation. So it would seem that by no longer blocking them, they, they indicated they don't plan on indicting mm-hmm. him. But the night is young. And we know that Trump was seen yelling at Barr in the Oval Office today. There was an animated discussion because all of the, uh, the press corps was out waiting, but, you know, for the helicopter conference because he was about to get on Marine One. And he was like a half hour late. And, and they looked, one of the camera guys was like, oh, my God, they're in the Oval Office right now. And Barr's in there, like, waving his hands around and counting on his fingers. Like, I don't know how many times he wants to punch Trump in the face or something. <laughs> And uh, Seculo was in there and, uh, you know, you could see him like, like like the Home Alone scene with the fake (laughs) 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 shadows of (laughs) of mobsters. (laughs) And they were just, they like sat there and filmed him. And, uh, and so who knows what they were talking about? I mean, there, there are some, there's some uh, sources that are saying what they, you know, what some of the things they were talking about. Um, one of the things uh, one of the sources said they were discussing was the Horowitz report, which is this uh, inspector general report on the investigation into the investigation uh, by the inspector general of the Department of Justice. And that's not to be confused with the Barowitz report, <laughs> which is a really funny fake news oh, site from the that's New Yorker. That's not like a, the worst Barowitz. married couple ever. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Barr and Horowitz. <laughs> um, Barowitz. Yeah. Borowitz, mm-hmm. Bar, B-A-R-R, <laughs> the Borowitz Report. <laughs> Adopt all the African children. Oh. As a Brangelina reference. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, just in case you're wondering. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also, late breaking, according to Bloomberg News, Giuliani is being investigated by federal prosecutors for possible campaign finance violations, failing to register as a foreign agent. He could also face charges on bribing foreign officials and conspiracy. So what were the four things I God said he was damn. probably being investigated for? Fuck what? Yeah. <laughs> what? I, I, I'm, I'm kind of braggy about this. Beans come true They totally for do. you. Yeah. <laughs> if you believe That's in beautiful. yourself, yeah. <gasps> when beans come true. <laughs> I beans leave, I can fly. I don't know. What I'm I right beans here. leave. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. Oh God! Let it beans. <clears throat> let it beans. <laughs> let it beans. Oh, let it beans. <laughs> okay, so good. Uh, <clears throat> <laughs> beans on me. <laughs> strong. <laughs> Beans and all beans, your friend. Uh, oh, that sounds weird. Don't stop beans leaving. Oh, well. <laughs> Hold on to that bean. <laughs> beans lights, bean uh, pulls. Whoa, whoa. Bean Everything's pulls. just beans. Uh, well, good job. Yeah. No. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Beansy Oki. <laughs> Tonight. Beansy-oki. 
I'm so excited. Yeah, that's very, very exciting. Yeah, uh, he's also obviously being uh, the counterintelligence investigation. There, there. It, it's funny. Bloomberg's like, there's probably won't be any criminal charges for that. There won't. You, you, they don't criminally charge you in the counterintelligence investigations. Mm-hmm. Neat. It seems like because we ha- we've asked this question before on the podcast, what exactly comes out of a counterintelligence investigation? Is it not just maybe a criminal referral? No, I mean, I'm sure that criminal referrals are made from counterintelligence investigations all the time. Uh, But I mean, for the actual you're an asset, mostly what they do is they just determine if you're compromised and then they give a a percentage of, you know, like how confident they are that you are. Like if you're you're Mm. super compromised or regular compromised or I've actually never seen a counterintelligence report. I don't even think they release them. All I know is they make that determination and then what they do from there I don't know, remove you as director of national intelligence from the White House, maybe? Michael Flynn, maybe? I don't know. Could be? Maybe? Maybe? (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Good news out of Kentucky today, though. Jordan, what's up? Yeah, Bevin finally conceded the Kentucky governor's race to the Democrats, Andy Bashir. Woohoo! Yeah, and that's super exciting. This is. Bashir, I can fly. So good. Um, <laughs> this was it's been a here. long week. <laughs> yes, it is a very long week. Oh, yeah. This is the freaking longest week of my life, personally. Yeah. Um, but this happened after a re-canvas of the election showed that Bevin lost by five thousand votes, over five thousand votes, fair and squaresies. So Bevin said that he would not contest the results further, and Bashir will be sworn in December 10th. What that says to me is that he actually lost by like 20,000 votes, but they cheated. So he just was like, oh, no, it looks like I lost by 5,000. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's pretty It's pretty rad. Also, I took a picture. An exciting of, time for Kentuckians. Yeah, Fuck very. Yeah. Hell yeah, Kentucky. I don't, I mean, honestly, it was so unexpected. I don't even like know what this means for them in terms of like policy changes in their well, state. But like, I'm so yeah. glad you just said that because Wonderful. Bashir plans to focus on increasing investments in public education. He plans on expanding access to health care mm-hmm. and he plans on protecting state pensions. That was one of the big things he ran on was mm-hmm. uh, because the uh, they didn't go for the Medicaid expansion under mm-hmm. Obamacare and a lot of people got sick and went bankrupt and died. So, he was like, I'm running on at least that. And that's mm-hmm. a pretty moderate thing to run on. He's not a super left-wing progressive guy by any means. How like, could you be? <laughs> yeah, like a Doug Jones, for example. There. Yeah. But uh, he was like, we got to get this Medicaid expansion. Uh, otherwise, that's just money we're leaving on the table and people need it. People are going bankrupt. People are dying. People, you know, this is health care for our state. And so I'm, I'm glad that he's focusing on those things. I mean, those are pretty moderate things to run on. And he won. And finally, dude conceded. So oh, I'm yeah. excited about that. Bye-bye, Bevin. Go, Kentucky. Bye-bye, <laughs> Bye-bye, <laughs> <laughs> um, Congrats to all the people who are Kentuckians. That's yes. very exciting. Yes, and speaking of K- Kentucky, uh, let's get social. Hashtag. Trending today, hashtag Massacre Mitch. And that is because we've had yet another school shooting. Um it seems like we had a little bit of a respite over the summer, um, but it's um, it, it, it just stop. keeps happening. And it's going to keep happening until something has changed. Like, this is not going to stop. It's going to keep happening until we change our laws. 
you know, it's not impossible for us to reduce these shootings. So, yeah, today it happened um, here in Southern California, not too far from us, outside of L.A. And so far, two um, two teenagers have died. Um, a girl and a boy. Second person did. Yeah, so far, as far as I can tell here, two students um, have been shot and killed and a few others injured. I don't know a lot about the motives of the shooter, but what I do know is that Massacre Mitch is trending on Twitter right now because people are once again frustrated that Mitch McConnell is not doing a goddamn thing about multiple school. gun bills passed exactly. by the house on his desk and he's just sitting on them and exactly. then we know trump always comes up and says maybe we should do background checks exactly and then the nra calls him and and smacks him in the face and, mm-hmm. whoosh, and the goes, house oh never mind mm-hmm. yeah there's been a background bill uh, a background check bill sitting on his desk since february mm-hmm. you know and he's and he's done nothing and so once again i know there's a lot of things happening but call your reps and I mean, this is morbid, but I feel like the only thing that's going to get him to do it is if a horrible thing happens in Kentucky. It's like, I can't see yeah. anything. Like, even then, he's so paid for by the NRA. Mm-hmm. Right. That it might not even happen at that point. They might do something like ban bump stocks or some you know, yeah. useless shit. That's true. I guess it's more so with senators, it's hard because there's only two of them. Whereas House representatives, you're representing a single district. Yep. So it's easier to kind of break away from the pack, from your shitty ass pack. Mm. McConnell is also, I mean, putting this on Trump. So just back in September, um, he said, uh, I said, if the president took a position on a bill so that we knew that we would actually be making a law and not just having serial votes, I would be happy to put it on the floor. And the administration is in the process of studying what they are prepared to support, if anything. So he's just, it's a stalemate. He's saying, well, if Trump's not going to do anything, I'm not going to do anything. But like, do your fucking job, Mitch. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, now Barr and Trump, of uh, of course, have come out and said, we can't do anything while there's an impeachment happening. Gun safety laws while there's an impeachment happening. uh, Bill Clinton's like, "Um, I did a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, and so you should do that too. Uh, it, but like people have been saying on the news, Bill Clinton was way far better at compartmentalizing. Right. I mean, if there's uh, nothing, than Trump to- who sits there and says, "I didn't watch the stupid witch hunt," and then tweets about it thirty times. Exactly. Yeah, he says he hasn't watched any of it, but is somehow too busy and preoccupied by it that he can't do anything else. Yeah, and like I, I know it just yesterday. I was like, "Hey, it's super important to find joy," and it is, and we can celebrate impeachment happening, but um, communities and children are still being terrorized every single day, and. Um, Currently, impeachment should not stop that impeachment from, should not from stop. getting done. Exactly. What is the Senate doing in impeachment right now? Yeah. Nothing. They have bills to consider on their desk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like, could at least take them up for debate, maybe make amendments. We should at the very least have a clean background check bill. Yeah. There's, no, there's no reason for this. Where's your hustle, guys? There's, yeah. This is America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, it's it, this is shitty. And I, it's you know, this is just another case of, of him just completely stonewalling this. And so don't forget about this. Like, obviously, we haven't had to shoot at the forefront of our minds wow for a couple of weeks at least mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah don't forget about this be outraged and um especially and if you're in kentucky call mitch please mm-hmm. do please call mitch yeah i also think in my opinion the first issue with mass shootings now is white nationalism and extremism and then the second issue is guns yep. and republicans refuse to admit either of those things and they want to say it's mental health but correct me if i'm wrong but i have not seen much coverage on Republicans trying to get together and form some mental health bill. No. It's it's like they're just not doing anything. They actually walked back restrictions that Obama put in place on mental health gun purchases. Yeah. yeah. And other countries where they're, you know, and also, or they say mental health or violent video games or movies or TV, but right. like lots of other countries around the world um, have these same video games and movies and the shootings are not happening on the same level. What's, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. You know? 
What's the difference? So it's not it's not the media that's making. I mean, look, is it a factor? Sure, but like. There are other countries where they have access to all the same violent video games and whatever bullshit reasoning they're giving for all these school shootings happening. Mm. But um, the, the difference between here and there is those countries have has a fewer, less access to guns and more background checks and more restrictions on people. Yeah. You know? Well, and it also becomes like harder and harder over time for mental health professionals to practice too in effective ways. Mm-hmm. And that that's... Again, I, I'm not seeing any bills that they're authoring or getting together to support those programs because at the end of the day, those are public programs. It's which, the opposite. They're they're yeah. killing healthcare. Yeah, of, of which mental health care is a part. Right, exactly, and not willing to put in coverage for sufficient mental health care in any sort of packages that do get passed over time. It's just, it's just like they're throwing a pebble <clears throat> over to the side, but then not addressing. You know what I would say, though? Like, something that I hope comes out of this, and this is me being a huge hippie, so you're welcome. <laughs> um, I, we talk a lot about self-care on the show and in general, and, like, I, I think it's important that everyone does that while we're having some of the most politically stressful times in probably most of our lives. But um, something that's really important, too, is, like, community care and not just voting and not just, like, volunteering to make sure the president, you know, the next president gets elected that you want. But, like, if you have the capacity to do any sort of, like, work in your community with whatever talents or skills you have, you know, do that. Even if it's just little little things. Because um, without institutions in place to help each other, we have to make sure we are helping each other. Mm-hmm. It all starts locally. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And it's like, it, it's worth reminding people that it doesn't have to be a huge commitment. And I think that overwhelms a lot of people where they think like, oh, well, I can't possibly give my time on a regular basis or my money. But like, there are lots of small ways to contribute to your community. So think about that. Maybe that's what good can come of... The heartbrokenness of another school shooting, if Mitch isn't going to do fuck all, we can at least take care of each other. Agreed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know um, a couple years ago, I had had the idea of starting like a, a mental health group meetup for comics because a lot of comics are working super, super mm-hmm. like blue collar jobs and, and they're kind of scraping together pennies to get by and they cannot afford healthcare. Group sessions alone are like... I think the cheapest one I've seen is like $30 a session and that's like a with insurance and that's very, very cheap considering there are other ones that are like a hundred bucks and that's group therapy. So even getting friends together to just talk about stuff is is like... Totally. Yeah. It was really cool. I should start that up again I, actually. I so like, thank you for that call to yeah, action. Yeah, totally. I, I too have like put a... I've been looking at all these like different like women's circles and things like that where I can go and just like discuss stuff in group settings and like whatever that looks like for you go see some poetry join a support circle like self-care very good political work very good giving money very good but like also get out there and like support each other emotionally if that's Mm -hmm. what you think you need and what you can give Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway. and, and let us know what you're doing locally to promote your community. Hit us mm-hmm. up uh, at Daily Beans Pod on Twitter. Our listeners are so awesome. Uh, they are. You, uh, every time we go out and meet folks, and <clears throat> we hear we get emails. Everyone's just doing something totally amazing. So let us know what you're doing uh, to bring totally. your community together. Uh, again, just hit hit us up on Twitter at Daily Beans Pod. Mm-hmm. And uh, any final thoughts, guys? Yeah, just I I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. It's been it's it was great meeting some of you guys in Boston last week and 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 again getting some more feedback on like what we bring to you guys by our little therapy sessions Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah so thank you guys so much for listening and and, and it's it's been great getting to know the listeners a little better lately people really love the poop flaps episode (laughs) (laughs) yeah they did Uh, i'm gonna go sing some karaoke tonight nice have a beer beansy okay
Beans Yoki. Beans Yoki. Yes, Steve Aoki has this thing where he throws cake on the crowd at the end of his sets. Okay. He should throw beans, beans Aoki. Ah, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Throw it out in the crowd. I don't think our demographic listens to Steve Aoki. I know who he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, my final thoughts. Um, I guess I don't really have anything other than what we said. Well, sleep. Check yeah. out if you're gonna if you're gonna watch the hearings, go to sleep early so you're not exhausted. Yeah, if you can. And and thanks to both of you um, for being here uh, for me this week, and thanks to all of you, our listeners, for letting me talk at you in a microphone. It really helps. It helps me. That's totally. my self care. So please, everyone, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet. Take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Reader. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by A.G. and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by A.G., Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>